three, two, one. Ow, now, brown cow. Ow, now, brown cow. Unique. <laughs> Unique New York. Unique New York. <laughs> Welcome. Here we go. Sorry, I just had to warm up my voice real quick. Um, Welcome to the Brooks and Lexi podcast, round two. Thank you guys for supporting us for the first podcast. That was um, obviously not perfect, but we really enjoyed doing it and hope y'all did too. And we are extremely excited for this round. Um, First of all, let's, let's let's tell them about our weeks. Okay. Um, so what did we do yesterday? I think yesterday was, um, so fun. So So what we do, Lexi? What was, what was, what was going on yesterday? Well, yesterday. Where where did you find me when you came to Wilson (laughs) Wilson Park? I found Brooks shoeless and shirtless in the middle of Wilson Park, almost climbing a tree. (laughs) Um, (laughs) quite a caveman, like, right? Yeah. Uh, it was a little chilly, but the sun was out. Getting the vitamin D. Getting the vitamin just D. soaking it up. Yep. Love it. Um, and then we decide he decided to do cartwheels and I decided to join. <laughs> that sounds so silly. And then we did some handstands and walked. Handstand walks. It was fun. And it was great. And that's just pretty much what we do on a daily <laughs> basis. That's not anything like, out of the normal, you know. There was an old man that you asked to join us. There was, yeah, there was an old man, and he was just staring at, at us like we were crazy. I think he was kind of jealous, though. Probably. Yeah, most people are. <laughs> <laughs> are <they? laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I, I would. Gotten, I would be. I have gotten a lot of requests to be on this podcast already. Really? For people, yeah. So. Okay. Well. Send in your request. <laughs> we'll get in line. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So. Why did we play? Why did we play? Why do we play? So it is essential. Play is essential. So there's a quote I read the other day um, in the book, The Align Method by Aaron Alexander. It says, we don't age. No, no, no. Sorry. It's we don't stop playing because we age. We age because we stop playing. And... You know, it comes naturally to children just to go out and do whatever and be goofballs and climb on trees and do somersaults down hills. And it's up to the parents to kind of, you know, keep them in check. But, you know, where did where did the adults lose that kind of childlike energy? You know, why like why why don't we enjoy playing the same way they do? Um, it's it's in our nature. It's who we have. You know, it's it's how we kind of express ourselves. It's it's good for our growth, for our for our minds, and for our development, um, and for our even for our well being. It's essential for our well being, and you know. So every day, I just I try to get out in the park and climb a tree, or do a you know get barefoot in the grass, and that's grounding for a different. It'll be a different podcast, but. Um, you know, it's just one, it's fun. It's fun just to play, you know, whether it's, um, you know, chess or, um, 
you know, soccer or jujitsu or whatever sport you're playing, or maybe you're doing CrossFit and you're just playing around when uh, throwing medicine balls at each other, <laughs> you know, uh, that's a form of play. Or maybe you're, you're just joking around with one of your buddies and you're, you know, talking trash back and forth. That's a form of play too. So the more we can incorporate that in our lives, the, the better. Um, but the reason we bring this up is because we believe this to be so essential to our health and we're just not doing it as a society. So um, I'm reading a book called The Paleo Cure by Chris Kresser and he talks about how humans evolved with two different states, the fight or flight state and the calm and connect state. So, you know, you wake up, you're, you're hungry and you kind of get in this fight or flight state. You, um, specifically the men, the, the women were taking care of the children and, um, you know, tending to their little area. And then the men would go off and, and, and hunt. And so, you know, they would get into this fight or flight state, highly ramped up. Um, and, you know, they, they get into these traumatic experiences um, such as, you know, when they're killing a mammoth or going to kill a, a, a lion and maybe someone gets injured, maybe someone gets killed and it's, it's traumatic, but you know, we survived, we survived somehow. And it's because when they came back from these hunts, um, or maybe it was a war with a different tribe, um, you know, they would, they would have communities. They would sit around the fire and eat the food of their hunt together. Um, they'd talk about it. They'd dance it off. They'd sing it off. They'd have all these ceremonies to be able to handle the, the stress in the correct way. And they were able to get, sink back into that calm and connect state of being, which is also rest and digest, which is also the parasympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system, as opposed to the sympathetic nervous system, with, which is the fight or flight state. So I just think, you know, the reason we're talking about this is because it's, it's important for us as a society to be able to come back after these. I mean, in modern life today, we have so many different stressors. You know, it's micro stressors right, left and right. Um, even looking at our phone is a, is a form of stressor. Even, you know, being in a... Um, in a space where there's a lot of electrical si signals going around, which is not natural to us. That's a form of stress. Or be being in a non-aligned uh, posture that's bad for your back, that's a form of stress. Um, and so these accumulate, and then we don't know how to um, heal, heal those, and we don't know how to bring those back. And I'm, I've been talking for a while, so... <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to let I was going off on my soapbox but um I'm going to let Lexi speak to I she has a lot to say here. No. Um no, that was a good soapbox. <laughs> um I think that's a great segue though because all of those experiences in the and I can't say it right paleolithic paleolithic um eras and even now I would say that there's still places around the globe that live in tribes and there's a community essence to it and there's a hunter gather essence to it all that kind of stuff 
leads us into what we want to talk about today, which is pain. Um, in our current state of being, especially in America, I'm going to say, and if you have community that you can fully be yourself with, cherish that because that is very unique. Um, I think that when we used to say it takes a village to raise, you know, a kid or just to live life, I think that that is a very real thing. And all of us are isolated now. And so our pain and stressors aren't because we're out killing lions or having 12 children, but it's maybe because we don't have people to connect with and we don't have people to walk with us through trauma or through pain or through just hard decisions. Um, and so... <clears throat> And it's also, and I think technology gives us a false sense of connection too, hmm. right? Yeah. You know, we think we're connected to people over social media or over the phone, and that is connection, but it's not the same as being in person with, with somebody else and being able to, to touch them, to hug them, to feel their emotions. Cheapened. The inner, you can literally feel the energy of someone else when you're in person with them, but you, that's, it's not, and you can hear someone's voice obviously, and that's a form of energy, but it's different. Mm -hmm. Being in person is so much it's more impactful. Essence. It's the it's essence. Different. Oh, there you go. There's there you go. There's your segue to, to essence. <clears throat> yes. So I was listening about essence yesterday, um, and I'm not really going to go into that today, but Get into it. No, no, I don't need to. Um, I think that all of that connection is definitely weakened um, because we're not able to, like you said, feel someone's essence, touch, play, you know, hang out and have that connection. A lot of times it's very watered down, which there are positives to our modern life. It's not all trash, but pain is very real and... I think that that is an intense word. And when we say the word pain, it can mean a million different things. It can mean emotional pain, physical pain, um, chronic pain, maybe discomfort or coping. And all of us experience those things in a different way. I know for me, like my body has to be deathly sick for me to slow down. Um, I go until I can't and and I think that that's also just like my energy level, but there are moments where I should take a pause and I should calm and connect versus plowing through something. And so as as I've been doing body work on people, I am discovering that that's a lot of us. We we have physical ailments that come out, maybe we tweak something in our you know, fitness routine, or we like slept wrong, or we have a crick in our neck, like those things are, I would say what's normal in society, but I don't know that that actually is normal. Um, there is kind of what you touched on earlier, Brooks, is that the flow of our energy, and that's a very like kind of charismatic term, but it's, it's legit. Like our bodies are made of electricity, our bodies have breath, they have oxygen, and that has to flow. Like you can't, we have to inhale and exhale and that that is a form of energy flow. And so when that is stagnant or blocked, illness or, or pain or discomfort happens. So in the Chinese medicine like philosophy, if there's stagnation in an organ or a part of like flow within the body, that's where illness and disease is created. And so if we look at it, 
on a large scale of someone like having pain and it's a chronic pain issue, maybe they really did have surgery or they had like a broken something or whatever and need to get it repaired. That's that's one version. But then on the opposite side, it's like, is it a nagging injury in their body because it's something that they haven't dealt with in the past or a trauma or a emotional something that they just stuffed or maybe like financial issue or any any kind of issue that hasn't been taken care of to the full extent will always manifest itself in a different way. So even like the form of loneliness, if people are lonely, like that messes with your brain, that messes with your heart, that messes with your body and all of those things are very connected. And like we said last week, the reason we started this was to make sure that we are empowering people to connect their mind, body, and spirit into action. And so that's why we're talking about pain. Yeah. No, that was good. Um, and then I'd like to add to that, you know, with with the discomfort of loneliness and maybe it's uh, the discomfort of working a, a terrible job that you that you hate um, or um, whatever else it may be. Maybe it was a, a breakup. You know, we have all these coping mechanisms for us, whether it's food, alcohol, sex, drugs, rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good little comic, really. Um, you know, there, there, I mean, Netflix, Netflix, I mean, Instagram. technology, Instagram, social media, it's a form of avoidance. It's a form of distraction, you know, and we're not able to to sense that pain because we just numb it out with all these different things and it's not healthy for us. And it's the easy, it's, that's the easy way out. And over time, I mean, we just kind of ignore it and we don't want to address it because it's painful and we're not used to, you know, addressing these things. But when, when you can let go of the distractions and when you can recognize, and it's not going to be easy. You're not going to just, stop drinking alcohol if that's been your coping mechanism for however long and i'm we're not here to be your you know counselor in, yeah. in that regard <laughs> but it's it's recognizing that that is your coping mechanism being aware of it and okay go ahead so with that like how do you begin to heal that if you don't have community that you can trust, like what comes first, the chicken or the egg type thing of like, do we have pain as a society? Do we cope as a society because we don't have community or do we not have community? Wait, because yeah. we don't know how to cope. You know what I mean? Like what, how do we fix that? Like, I, like, I think that like we were talking about the fact that like, do we know how to hold space for people and not fix it? Do we know how to listen to people and just like genuinely listen? I think that sometimes I struggle with that and I want to be a person that someone can come to and just say like, hey, I need you to listen to me. Don't fix anything. Don't say anything. Like just listen. And I think that a form of talking in that way is even healing to just be heard and understood and truly seen and and feel free of judgment because I think a lot of times we don't share things because we're afraid oh my gosh what is that person going to think of me or oh my gosh they're going to want to fix it or 
you know, how are they going to hold space for what I'm about to say if it's really crazy or detrimental or, you know, anything outside of the box of maybe what someone knows about you. Um, But I think that it's important to have people and have outlets in which you can heal and, like, release the pain, release the trauma, release, I don't know, maybe you're just having a bad day, but little things that we have, like, like I said earlier, maybe we're not out hunting our food or, you know, life or death situations, but all of those, like, micro stressors do add up to a huge, huge deal. Like, all kinds of disease and suicide rates are through the roof compared to past decades. And, Really, like, we are so civilized and so modern that we shouldn't really have to deal with those things anymore. It should be fixed. But I think we're going backwards somehow. Like, they're not being fixed. They're being covered up type thing. Right. And it's – I think back to your point about how how do we fix that issue. I mean, it's it's through community. It's through having those people that you can share with. And it's really just having that conversation. Like, just telling somebody, hey, I just need you to listen right now. Mm-hmm. I just need you to need someone to talk to. And I know for me, that's hard. That's hard to maybe as as men too. Like we're we're so tough that we don't don't need to have these conversations. So or, tough. We're just like the <laughs> toughest, <laughs> and we don't need to have these conversations. And we think we can do without it. Um, or like we're we're too prideful to ask somebody to, to listen to, you know, to something that, you know, we're not, not, not proud of, but, you know, something that's been on our minds and has been stressing us out and has been traumatic for us. Um, we just don't know how to have that conversation. And so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know where to go from there, but, um, we can edit that out. <laughs> uh, okay, so with pain, well, there we go. with pain that we have been talking about, a couple different things. We definitely want um, movement to be medicine. We want to encourage everyone to stay moving and find a way to move your body. <laughs> And feel good in your body because that connection of the mind and body has to be connected in order for you to even know whether you're coping or whether you're actually in pain, but you didn't know you were or, you know, that kind of stuff. So we want, first and foremost, for you guys to like, I don't know, kind of ask yourselves and look inward and see if there are things that you're using some sort of other thing to cope for. Maybe you just need to get outside and do cartwheels and look silly like we did. <laughs> yeah. Or um, or maybe it's your nutrition. Maybe you feel like crap because you eat terribly, you know, and and maybe that's an issue. But maybe you don't want to change that because you like going out to eat with your friends or whatever. And that's a form of community. But no matter what the coping avenue or the avenue in which you're not finding healing is, like it doesn't matter. It's just that. We need to find people to help us discover what is or is not going on. I would say um, there, there's sorry, there's a bo- there's a book that um, 
is a really excellent book. It's called The Body Keeps the Score, and I would encourage people to read it. It's the idea that not only <clears throat> not only is like pain and trauma stored in the brain, but it's also in the body. And so that's kind of what got us all on this topic is that because we live such a disconnected life, we don't actually know what is stored in the body. When I was going through school for my body work license, we like we had a whole unit on people may have an emotional release through crying or laughing or being angry after, you know, getting some form of like manual therapy done because they didn't know what was actually stored in their body because their brain had blocked it out. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. And then there's also there's another quote that I really love. And also on that, um, we could talk to our ecstatic dance. I mean, oh, this is this is the perfect segue this is to that. Perfect. Yeah. So we went to an ecstatic dance um, class event in Oklahoma City maybe a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and what that is is really just a community of people. They have a DJ. They have a yoga instructor. We did some Tai Chi in the middle of it. Um, but you're just letting the mo- music. F- flow through you you're expressing yourself in the most what's the word primal state but you're letting like it's it's an expression of god i mean god is god is moving through you and you're letting those emotions and those and that energy move through you and it's i mean that can sound woo woo and and weird and i'm all about it so i i don't care and that's what we are um but it's it was just there was no so there, there's a certain rules. There's no talking. There's no touching. There's unless you have ecstatic approval. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless you give ecstatic consent. Sober. Um, you're sober, um, which is wild for that yeah. for the the people that show up and kind of that that event that you're going to. But um, it was just amazing. It was amazing to be in that environment, and everyone was so happy and. Although the the music wasn't exactly what I was looking for, it was still an incredible experience, and we just had it, it's just fun to. We were all strangers. Have, all strangers, like just in this room, twirling around. Little, yeah. There's no like specific dance move that you do. Like you're just letting whatever comes to you come to you. You're dancing. You're letting it all out, and it feels so good to let the body express itself in that way, especially when most of us. Me specifically, I'm I've been cooped up in a car pretty much th- throughout the week and driving from hospital to hospital. So it's nice to be able to express, you know, move your body in such a free way. And um, you know, we we actually hope to to bring one here. There's a couple. There's one in Bentonville, one in Fayetteville coming up. But we hope to me and Lexi host do one, own. do our own, and it's gonna be. It's going to be really fun. Um, it's literally where the dance like nobody's watching quote came from. Like, we all looked so silly. So silly. But it was great. But it was perfect. Yeah, it was. It was perfectly silly. Um, yeah. So. So move your bodies. So move your bodies. Um, there's another quote I wanted to read. And this is kind of like not flowing with the conversation, but I'm just going to read it anyways because I really love it. And it's in the book Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. I highly recommend it. Um, 
It says, in fact, 95% of who we are as adults is so habituated through repetition that the body has been programmed to be the mind. The mind or in the body, not the conscious mind, is running the show. Mm. I kind of butchered that. But so we as adults are 95% of who we are as adults is so habituated through repetition that the body has been programmed to be the mind. And the body, not the mind, not the conscious mind, is running the show. So that I mean, that goes back to our entire conversation about how you know, the, the body is holding so much information that we just have completely forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to a podcast and Dr. Zach Bush, who's a functional medicine practitioner, was talking about how they've found that the fascia is actually the storage place for long-term memory. Yes, and if you're any of my bodywork clients, you know about fascia because I've talked to you about it. She'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, long-term memory. Long-term memory. And um, where was I going with that? <laughs> well, fascia is important, though, because that that is where, like, muscle memory is stored. So when we're moving, if something hurts or we tweak something, it's because we haven't, like, uh, nourished that pathway, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. We also have new pathways that are built in our brains. We have the ability to rewire our brain. And so... When we do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, it is uncomfortable to do something new, whether it's a pattern, whether it's a movement, whether it's a way of thinking, whether it's a way of like having a friendship or anything like that. Like anything new is always going to be startling to our routine or what we know to be normal. Um, But because fascia is such a large network when there is stagnation, even in the fascia, like things are not connecting and communicating properly within the body. So you're going to hear us say move five million times over the however many next podcast. Move. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it really is important because you are helping your body heal every time that you move. So I understand that not everybody can quit their jobs and not sit at a desk, but like set a timer, set a timer every 10 minutes to go for a walk, like walk around your office. Or if you work at home, go get some water or, you know, just something to where you're constantly able to move. Yikes, that's getting annoying. (laughs) Um, But we just want, we want to give you tools to help heal yourselves because full of disease and sickness and emotional and physical pain is not really how I think that we're meant to live. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. (laughs) So I think that's all we have for today. Is it? You got anything else? Um, no, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think I, I, we're going to edit this out. What should I go back to the 95% of the of our head. okay so going back to the um the the fact that 95% of our um what was the what was the quote 95% of our habits are stored in the body like it's muscle so back back to muscle memory um it is 
you know, th- there's certain things we do throughout the day that, um, you know, even emotionally, even like our, our body is so used to it that our emotions get used mm-hmm. to, you know, when we get in certain areas um, or when we, when we walk into a house, it's like our body recognizes that and emotionally it'll show up as something and it's, it's habit. And, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe I, I know for me, even like looking at my phone, I'm in a, in a, in a habit of when I look at it, it causes, it causes me stress. No matter what I'm doing, no matter if I'm looking at a funny video or talking to a friend, um, every time I look at it, and maybe it's, maybe I've stopped breathing or whatever it is, but there's something about the habits that we have throughout the day that cause emotional responses. And I think that just becoming aware of those things, just being aware that that might present itself in different ways. Um, and it's not always going to be cut and dry, black and white. It could be gray, but um, it's important that you that you recognize those. And if you're having pain in one area of your life, or maybe you're not sure why you have pain in your body, or maybe you're not sure why you have discomfort, take a look at your whole, take a look at like your, your whole life and your ecosystem. You know, what's, what, what does your community look like? What does your nutrition look like? What does your movement look like? Your family life, your purpose, your, how confident, how um, good you feel at work and do you feel like you're making a difference? Are you giving back to the community? Are you um, taking time to, to sleep? and recover and play with your dog and do cartwheels in the in the park those everything it all matters and if if we're not um if we're not taking care of each of those things it's going to present itself in some way so that was excellent thank you um guys i'm trying to get better at saying um i promise (laughs) I promise I, I promise you I'm getting I'm trying to get better. I'm working on it. So I think that's I think that's a wrap for today. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. It is a pleasure to do this for you guys. Let us know on social media, Instagram, Twitter. We don't have a Twitter yet. <laughs> Send us a text message. Give us a call. Let's meet in the park and do cartwheels together. Um, subscribe on YouTube. Please subscribe pretty please share with all your friends and family and and co-workers and um what's the last one and we'll be uploading it to spotify and apple podcasts maybe the android app i'm not sure i'm sure it goes to that i don't know much people with androids but <laughs> i'm not discriminating if you do we'll, we'll upload it there to everywhere that podcasts are available thank you Have a great week and talk to you soon.